I'm here. We're ready to rock this thing. Hey, happy Friday to everybody. Uh, we conclude November. We have some big things happening. Uh, cool. Congratulations to uh, Lindsay and Junior for having strong weeks around the, the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, with Lindsay coming in, I was saying it was, what, 13000 Junior at, at uh, 18000 in premium. Nice job. Hey, they've proven that you can make the holidays work for you. You do not have to shut down. If you've got a schedule and a focus and desire, you can go out and turn up the heat and do some big things. So congratulations to those guys. Um, man, there is a lot going on. Uh, we've tried to promote this call and, and get the word out. We're recording it. And so if you're listening to this on a podcast, great. Um, we're trying to cram a lot in, and we're hoping that you take full advantage of this and apply it. Um, and I'm just very excited. I've been excited talking to these two guys, Paul Epstein and Joseph Dukes, preparing for this call and getting ready for it. Um, there's a lot that they've done to execute that we're going to share with you. And so I think the first thing is I want to make sure we've got them both on the line. I think so. Uh, Paul and Joseph, we got you guys both there. Live and clear, Mike. I'm right here. Awesome. Okay. Well, guys, welcome. Um, and as we've got some folks that may not know who you are, um, Paul, just take a second and, and take us back to uh, October of 2005 when you and I first met so people kind of understand your history working with Noelle and I. But uh, just kind of give everybody an idea where you were at back in that fall of 2005. Yeah, so um, my name is Paul, and I was hired in the business by Mike and Noelle, thank goodness, um, clear back in 2005. Uh, five. Wow. Um, and uh, about that time, I was uh, getting out of the car business, and uh, you know, had a had a great income. Just was not liking the time and uh, or no, the no time, the income and no time. So, um, luckily, I found Mike had an ad in the the newspaper back then that didn't even have Craigslist, and answered that ad and uh, did an interview with Mike, and uh, that's, that's where I got my start. And, and so it's been awesome ever since. And so, Paul, fast forward to now. Um, you know, in terms, of occupa- in terms of the size of your organization um, and, and volume, I mean, from what I've seen, I think your, your team seems to be running between $150,000 and $200,000 of premium on a monthly basis. Um, if that mm-hmm. is accurate. And as I'm watching you and your income grow, where are you and Val falling income-wise? What do you expect to hit income-wise for this year? About 300. Right around 300,000. Okay. So, so strong, strong organization. And, uh, and, you know, gosh, we could spend so much time just talking about Paul and his lifestyle trips he and his family have taken, the things he's gotten to do to be around his family. As his family has had ups and downs, like yours has too this year, I know Paul's been able to be there for a lot of things, <clears throat> whether it's pregnancies, whether it's um, whether it's deaths, whether it's celebrations and helping out other family situations. I've seen Paul be present and and I'll be able to take the time to do things. So I'm excited for what I've been able to see Paul do, uh, and certainly he's been a pioneer and, and a lot of things we're going to cover today. Uh, also on the phone. Uh, we've got Joseph Dukes, who's uh, been buddies with Paul. Paul or Joseph, how long have you and Paul known each other? Um, 26, 20, 26 years. 
Holy cow, where did y'all meet? Uh, well, I was born and raised in Fairbanks, Alaska. Paul was up there in the Army, and uh, we knew each other. He was a friend of my dad's. So we were doing some work together and other business stuff. And, and uh, Paul, uh, in fact, at that point in my life, I actually had some hair, and uh, all of Paul's hair was dark. So um, things have changed. <laughs> things have changed. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, cool. In fact, here's one of the things I want to point out. Paul, you started making money, and how long was it after you got started to when you called Joseph and said, hey, Joseph, uh, we need some help? Um, it was a few months into it, and uh, I had told him about it. I was a little reluctant just because some of our past businesses uh, in together, and uh, he was pretty focused on what he was doing. But it was it was a few months after I got started. I think we uh, we stopped, uh, spoke about it, and um, uh, I just uh, kind of kept in touch with him and kept calling him. And and uh, one thing led to another, and he decided uh, to come on uh, part time. I'll let Joe tell that, but yeah, that's basically what happened. Okay, but the key is is Paul. You made a list of names. <laughs> At least one, and you called Joseph, who's your buddy, said, man, we need some help. I think you could do this. And I point that out because isn't it cool to watch how you and Joseph would succeed together separately? You each got your own business, but you've been there helping Joseph, and we're watching Joe continue to grow and his team and organization to grow. So, hey, isn't it cool to have a friend from back in the day that you can say, hey, man, look at what we've done together over the last you know, in this case, uh, 12 plus years. So I, I'm fired up for, for the relationship y'all have had, and that's just been pretty cool to see. Um, Joseph, man, what are you projecting for, you know, for income for this year? And then I want you to talk specifically about, like, how much income you've had deposit in your bank account using the tools we're going to be talking about here in the month of November. Um, this year I project probably 250 comfortably. Um, should be the number, and uh, I ran the numbers here a few minutes ago, and I'm right at, here, let me look at my handy-dandy calculator. Um, looks like that I'm right there in the ballpark of 45000 for the month. All right, 45000 in deposits. In deposits. We're not talking issued premium. We're talking deposits yeah, that was deposit. from my buddy here. Okay, got it. Now, Joseph. What was your best month ever prior to this in terms of deposits in a month? Um, best month ever was probably um, uh, 28000 Okay. All right. So so we're talking almost doubling, you know, maybe not quite doubling, but it's 60 70 80% more than your best month. It's not like we had incremental yeah. bump up. It's like we went from 28000 to 45000 Hey, who here would like to increase your monthly income by seventeen, eighteen thousand? <laughs> Raise your hands. I know I would. Heck, that's why we got you all on the call. Um, okay, so what am I trying to let people know if you're listening? These guys got credibility in what they've been doing. Um, and Paul, going back, you're using using the system and tools we're talking about. We're about to get into Paul. How much premium did you issue with your personal business in the month of October? It was oh forty one thousand, something like that. In October, forty-one thousand. 
Okay. Yeah. And how much of that was uh, life premium? How much was annuity? Was that all annuity premium, no annuity? I mean, all life premium, no annuity credit in that forty-one thousand. Um, it was uh, there was a small annuity, but it was mostly life premium. Okay, small annuity. Most okay, got it. Okay, and Joseph, uh, for you, how much life premium outside of the annuity premium was issued for you in the month of November? Uh, currently, we're sitting at thirty-three thousand, I believe. Um, Month-end numbers, I got to confirm, but we're looking right about uh, thirty-eight thousand. Okay, so thirty-eight thousand. And then um, how much um, in annuity premium did you issue in the month of November? Uh, 300000 300000 All right. All right. So 38000 life premium, 300000 annuity premium. Okay. So, guys, we're laying these out uh, because, A, using the tools, using some of the things these guys have done, some of this is achievable for you, too. And this is what we're going to get to. Okay. So now I want to talk about the audience because if you're here joining us, um, you're either, A, pretty new, like you've been here, let's say, less than a year or two, or you're like, you, you're thinking about getting your license to work with us and you're tuning in, we welcome you, or you just got your license and you just sold your first couple policies, and you're wondering, is this real? Is this, do people actually make this kind of money doing this? Yeah. Um, and, and you're just like, okay, you know, how do we do We're going to get into the how, but first of all, it's just a couple things. Some of the tools we're going to be talking about are kind of advanced and are going to apply to you as you move along and get some more experiences. But some of the things we're talking about, you can start to take and implement as you start to meet with clients right now. And I think that's powerful because we do understand we've got some veterans with us. We've got some rookies and not even rookies yet. So I'll just say some wannabes or about to be's. And we recognize we've got a blended group that may be listening to this on a podcast later. And what I want you to know is we're putting this in a podcast so you will be able to come back and get to it later and have access to it so you can come back and study. Hopefully you've got something to take some notes with. If you're on our band app, you'll see we have some attachments. There's three Word documents and a photo. I suggest you pull down and access, um, and you can follow along. If you're not on our band app, um, send my staff an email and, and ask to be put on there. Um, we use that kind of as a hub for a lot of our communication and sharing success and getting help out to agents. We may be putting these documents in our email blast. So if you heard about this call through our email blast, you'll be able to attach it there. Uh, so, <clears throat> so welcome to everybody that's here. And, gosh, Paul, um, if I could get you to talk a little bit about some of the things that kind of we'll give me a quick history. What we're talking about is client reviews, and leading into policy conversions. Paul, can you talk a little bit about how you kind of stumbled into this and how you sort of realized that it's a gold mine to take advantage of systematically? Sure. So I didn't realize that, uh, um, and I forget the exact point when I realized that we would be able to help a client convert their policies and get paid on it, but um, I had a, I think it was, I had a client call me and ask for something, and then I called and figured it out that, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting to get paid on it, but when I found out it did, I was like, the light went on. I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, and then it, it uh, really didn't stick into me that, you know, I had a whole client base that I could be doing this with. Um until uh, 
uh, I uh, I don't remember the exact point, Mike, to be honest with you, but I, I know I've been doing this for for years, and uh, uh, mostly out of the fact that uh, I had relationships with my clients and. I needed to go see them anyway, and this was just another reason uh, to, I mean, everybody wins. So so that's kind of how it started to evolve, and it's just been so long, I don't remember the exact point in time when, when I figured it out, you know. But uh, it, I can tell you this, that it's, it's a lot of years of uh, trial and error and experience um, that has come to the point now where we have a system. And, you know, we, we, we do it in a way that, it, number one, is good for the client and it needs to be done. And, two, it's profitable and uh, is, is very good business to be right. It's great for persistency and placement and every aspect of what we do. It's just like the best business because it's warm business. Um, so, so, yeah, I don't want to ramble on about it, but uh, okay. that's kind of right. what was well, going through my mind. I don't you're, have you're, you're, that kind of. You're good. So you started, you kind of stumbled on it because a client asked you about it first. And you've taken it and you've done it somewhat consistently. But also I'll say to Paul, he also realized he could go out and do this, um, do this on a batch basis where he had a batch of clients that he had that were the clients that had been on the books for over two years. And I've seen Paul go out there kind of like he did in the month of October and helped out probably 20, 30 some families with this program and how Joseph went out and did the same thing in the month of November and copying exactly what Paul did. So, so I'm just trying to give some people some thoughts. So, but some things that Paul said, how did Paul set himself up for this? The first thing that Paul did was, he wrote a lot of business using mortgage protection leads. Why mortgage protection? Well, because a lot of those clients we were able to sell term policies to. That's what they were looking for. And so that kind of started to fertilize the field. It started to put seeds in the ground. And now some of these seeds are coming up. But guess what? Paul's also got people on his team that have sold. And so now he's got people on his team that have done the same thing. And so he's got agents that, again, can access this book of business that's been built. So if you're brand new, the first thing to understand is that you're starting to build a business of your clientele and build a book of business with every term policy you write. Now, you might have some clients that want to start off with a permanent policy right away. That's fantastic. That's good. We don't need to shy away from it. But a lot of clients do start with term based on where their finances are at and based on their trust of you and what their needs are. And that's a great entry point. And so today, if you're a brand-new agent, you're sitting here and you're thinking, what am I doing? Learn the basics of selling. Learn our term products. Learn our permanent products. But know with every relationship, with every piece of business you write. Maybe you're like saying, hey, man, yeah, I just helped this 23-year-old and helped him with a $150,000 term policy, and the premium was like $18 a month. It's not a lot of premium, but guess what? Let that client age a few years, get a couple kids and a wife under his belt, make some more money. You call him back with this, boom, he's going to have a different perspective, and he may want to be benefiting from building and owning a policy on a UL chassis. And so we'll, we'll come back to that, but just for you, the new person, that's the first thing is, is the work that you're doing. The second thing I've seen Paul do, and if anybody's had a chance to 
meet Paul, and there's a reason why my staff calls him Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, and it's not sarcastic like that. What do they call that guy on the shark tank? They call it Kevin Dude, Mr. Nice Guy. And then no, no, Paul is nice. Um, and Paul has a genuine care for every client he meets. And like Paul, you heard Paul saying, I needed to get back to my clients to say hi to them and see them. And, and so I think that's a huge thing to understand that Paul has a love for every person he meets. And I don't know how to teach that, but he's got it, and he understands that each person he meets with, he's building a relationship that's going to have long-term value. So I don't know how do you put that in a training material or how do you put that in a spreadsheet, but that's something that Paul does, and that's part of what's happened. So uh, I want to kind of lay this out. So if you're brand new, everything you do now matters. Every client you meet and start putting and helping out matters, independent of the premium or the size of the case, and how you treat them matters and has an impact. And some of you are going to benefit because we've got several orphan clients where, for whatever reason, an agent might have died or left or is no longer in business, but we've got these clients that are out there that need help that as we get you trained with this set of tools, we may have some places where you can copy this system and help us go back and serve these clients and help them do a term conversion. So part of you, hopefully, you're listening not just, well, how is this going to help me and my client base now? Well, as you're growing and you're building up your skill set and your comfort basis in what we're doing, you may be in a geographic area where we have several clients that need help. And so we're planting the seed for you, too. And now we start to talk about our veteran agents and why you're here and hopefully what you're seeing and what you're hearing is you're thinking, holy cow, I've been here a year. I've been here two years. I start like, I've got some clients I need to go back and talk about this with. And great. Keep, stay tuned in because we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of this and, and kind of hit this. Um, and so we talk about why pay attention to this because you've, you've built an asset base with your clients. Now we're trying to show you how to capitalize on it. And and that's huge. And so Joseph and Paul, y'all been doing this. Uh, I'm going to be turning this over more to you, just kind of asking questions, but I'm trying to set the stage. So everybody here is listening. No, y'all have not just done like a onesie twosie. In fact, Joseph, with that 45,000 in commissions in the month of November, what was your lead bill from your personal leads for the month of November, Joseph? Uh, my personal lead cost was zero dollars and zero cents. Yeah, zero dollars and zero cents. Some of y'all are like, really? Uh-huh. Really. <clears throat> so having a system like this is you build your book of business, your marketing pays off. So you might be like, man, I'm investing in leads to get rolling now, and does it get better? Oh, absolutely it gets better as you learn to use these tools. Absolutely it gets better. Okay. Paul, what was your lead cost for your personal leads in the month of October? Zero dollars and zero cents. There we go. Crazy, 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 crazy. Okay. So so you all kind of get the idea. You're hearing this. You're seeing this. Um, All right. So now as we are kind of digging into some of the how we do this, um, Paul, kind of talk to me about how or what's the process we go through to locate – locate the clients and what's the structure how do we identify who 
we should be reaching out to, you know, who are the clients that are qualified, what are we looking for. So if somebody here is already with us and they know they've got a book of business or they're working with an agency manager who's got a book of business, what are we looking for? So um, I, I start in a target-rich environment, which is our Forrester's book of business. And let me just make this statement, Mike, before. In, you, we want to review all of our clients. Um, and uh, Forrester's is just great because they have um, their website. You can access you know, your own client base. And basically, we're targeting uh, current clients that are are two years on the plan because they're convertible and you get paid after two years and they're under age 65 and within five years of their term expiring so most people don't have clients that have been around more than 10 years so they're probably good on that one but um, that's what we're targeting and you can just pretty much filter everything out, print out the list, and that's where we start because those are the people that we need to talk to first for their age out or time out um, or, you know, something like that happens. So, so uh, okay, so, that, so real that quick, is, I'm gonna that's read, who we're I'm, targeting. I'm, okay, and I'm going to talk about why do we target foresters at first. Right now, one, their website is probably easiest to help us get the data from our, our current books of business. Number two, Foresters has one of the best cash accumulation projects to convert to with the Smart UL product. And the Smart UL product is really built almost on the same underwriting chassis as, as a Strong Foundation. So all these Strong Foundation policies that are out there are convertible to the Smart UL chassis. So having that is a pretty strong value. Now, a quick commercial for our other carriers where we've written a significant amount of term business, whether it's Columbian Financial Group, Columbia Financial Group is coming out with a smart UL similar or equivalent type product in the first quarter. And so for those agents that have done a lot with CFG um, in the Safe Shield term, that's going to be another opportunity for us coming up. We'll have similar programs and be able to work similarly with our clients with CFG. Mutual of Omaha is coming up with a simplified issue IUL, index UL product in the first quarter. And again, it's my understanding that the Term Life Express product that we've sold a lot of will also be convertible to that. So, so just to understand for those, you know, that have done business way back with us with Fidelity and Guarantee Life back when they had a simplified issue term product, there's some opportunity there as well. So understanding that what we've created here um, in the business we've written is, is extending, allowing us uh, for these opportunities to help these families um, capitalize on the value of their product and their conversion privilege. <clears throat> All right, and again, as Paul said, two years in force. Now, what if a client's had a policy for for less, you know, for less than two years? Well, you can still convert, and foresters will still pay you a commission on the difference in the premium, on the increase in premium. There's still a compensation for you, but if it's after two years, they pay you compensation on the full amount of the premium that's been written. But if your client wants to convert sooner and you've got a client, yeah, absolutely, we can help them. But as we're looking at the data, um, that's kind of what we focus on. Um, and why do we cut off at 65? Because the conversion privilege with Foresters extends to age 65. But like Paul said, we want to review everybody. So we get the data. Okay, so Paul, um, what do we do after we get the data? Now we've got the data. We've got this group of people in a, in a state or a county where we've been writing business or one, one of our, you know, where we've got a group of clients that need some help. What do we do next? 
So um, we put uh, a packet together for them. I, I, I have tried calling them or just showing up, but uh, there's usually a lot of confusion and doesn't work very well. So that's hence why we sent out this uh, uh, email with some uh, PDFs of what I'm sending to them. So basically, I, it does take a little bit of front-end work, but I put a letter and an illustration and an application and a few other Forester's tools in a Forester's folder and um, send a priority mail to them. And so I take the time to do that. You know, you can have staff do it or family member do it. Um, the only thing I'll say about that, Mike, is that the illustration part does take your attention because um, we're putting, you know, some of the options. I put three options on the illustration. We'll talk about that when I get there. But um, so that's what we're doing. We're putting these packets together and getting them ready to send out in the mail. So that's the first okay. step. Takes a little bit of prep, okay, so put the, but yeah. All right, so let's walk us through. So, so you and you tried just calling the client, and what you found is, um, if it wasn't your client or you hadn't seen the client in a while, sending this official packet to them paved the way. It gave you credibility, is what I'm hearing. They knew who you were and why you were calling, as opposed to you catching them off guard. Is that right? Right, and I didn't want them to make a decision without the right information. And it's hard to convey everything on a simple phone call because people are busy, just doesn't work. So, uh, so that's why. Okay. So, so there's a little bit involved in what we put out there, but the value is huge in the return. Okay. So we take and we put together this packet. Um, so let's just kind of walk through what's part of this packet, Paul. I think the first part is, is probably, and for those that don't know, again, we've put this out on band. So the first part is um, kind of the letter that you're using, and uh, what are the key elements of that letter that you've got there, Paul? We can read it out. In fact, I'll just read it out loud to somebody. It's got the name, the date, um, you know, it's got the agent's address and email and phone number. It's got the client's name and policy number and their face amount, and it says, Dear Client Name, Dear Paul, is your term life insurance still meeting your needs? Your forester's term policy is now eligible to be converted to a permanent life insurance with two permanent life insurance and does not require any medical examination or further health questions. It's a privilege guaranteed to you that was built into your current plan. Permanent life insurance policy could be the right choice if you expect to live an additional 23 years or longer. Paul, how did you get the 23 years or longer? Is that based on their age and the, or the, the amount of years left on their term? That's a good question, Mike. Yeah, that was based on the amount of term left on their plan. <coughs> Okay. So, it's kind of a says, funny question, but I do ask it. <laughs> yep, I think everybody's important. Right. Okay. Um, and, uh, you illustrates why we're there doing what we're doing. You know what I mean? There you go. And I think I think it's good. If you want to build cash value, you would like to access um, if you would like access to a portion of the cash value for loans or withdrawals. If you want to protect your ability to qualify for life insurance. If you would like to ensure a death benefit to your heirs when you die. Please see attached proposals that I will discuss with you. I'd like to inform you this benefit and many more forces uh, of this benefit, many more uh, forces benefits. We'll also update any changes on your end. Beneficiary contact information as a courtesy review. I'm looking forward to discussing your needs. Thank you for being a great Forrester member. Feel free to reach out to me at any time. Regards, uh, Paul Epstein, Forrester Servicing Agent. So that's the letter. Paul signs it. And then the next custom piece is this 
graphic kind of illustration sheet. Now, Paul, talk about this graphic illustration. I'm not even going to attempt to read it, but why don't you describe it to someone that may be listening in here? Sure. So uh, most people are visual, um, and so I wanted to have something so they can see visually. And basically the illustration thing is showing their current plan and where they are, and then three options with some notes. So it's showing them where they are, and it's on a timeline on a, on a bar. So it's like where they are now in age and when their stuff ends and how much they would have spent over the time. And it distinctly says end, you know, at 70. <laughs> well, whatever, you know, if they got 12 and on the demo, or, And on the demo, let's just use the demo that we gave everybody, which is the one you sent to me. We show it like, you know, age 53 and then age 72. And at 72, you have end. And like in this case, there's one client that says 19 years left. So if this client got their term policy 30 years ago as a 30-year term 11 yes. years ago, They've got. So let me let me add something to this too, Mike, because okay, I, you know I thought people that had you know thirty year terms that wouldn't be of interest or had to return a premium that wouldn't be of interest, and that is not true, because uh, basically the Smart UL is a term plan with return a premium, and um, yep. it's better to do it as young as possible when it's cheaper and start paying themselves. So, and I also put on there kind of equates to. Uh, renting versus owning a home because you build equity when you own. And so, you know, these are things that I'm telling them. And let me back up just a little bit too. The purpose of mailing it to them isn't so they can understand everything when they're reading it. They're they're not going to understand it, and that is what gets you the appointment. And you, you uh, are able to have a good conversation. So, you know, we're explaining to them what we're going to be talking about and keeping the main thing the main thing. And that's why that letter that, you know, you read first is talking about conversion. Of course, we're going to review the policy and anything else, but it's the main thing is conversion. So we're not dancing around the fact or talking about other things, you know. Uh, we're talking about converting their stuff and why it's so important. And then back to the illustration, um, this is something for people that are brand new and sitting down with clients. And if you're obviously doing reviews and, and conversions with existing client base. But this is important information on the illustration to show somebody visually. Um, like you're going to run into a lot of times when you're sitting with new clients that they have a term in force already. And then you can use the same principles on this illustration to show them um, how they can not you know, we're basically solving problems they don't know they have, right? And in doing it in a positive way that, you know, they feel good about. And, uh, um, you know, people's lives change. So anyway, I just wanted to make sure, you know, if you're brand new thinking, what is this, how does this apply to me? Um, this part here on the illustration is great information to understand and to be able to use um, when you run into situations, and and so, not that hey, you Paul? shouldn't. Yeah, Paul, I want to stop you there because I want to come back to the new agents that are tuned in. I want to be clear on this. And so here's okay. where this is going to work. Let's say you're a new client. I mean, a, a new agent, and you're meeting with a client who says they've got a term policy. And oftentimes we tell you before you present an option, find out what they have, get out their existing policy, and look at it. 
Because when you do, it's going to have a massive, you're going to have massive clarity. They'll have massive clarity of what's going on. And what Paul has done in this simple little graphic, you could do on, a, on the back of a napkin or on a sheet of paper in front of the client and just say, okay, <clears throat> Joe, you've got a 30-year term, but you're 11 years in, so you now have a 19-year term, and let's do the premium. Okay, your premium is $100 a month. Well, that's 1200 a year for 30 years. At the end, you're going to have paid $360,000 uh, or $36,000. How much are you going to have to show for that at the end? Well, none. So, okay, your death benefit's 150 Huh. All right. Well, let's take a look over here. And now you can start to show a permanent option where they're starting to build cash value and starting to own something. And I think, but just knowing what, I don't want to take away too much from what Paul's about to do, but I'm just trying to help you visualize as you're a new agent. How do you take what Paul's doing? Because you might think, well, do I need to go back home and come back with a proper presentation? No. Once you've got the appointment with your client, whoever it is, whether it's for a conversion or not, and you're doing a review to complement on, on their term, but maybe sometimes a discussion of permanent might make sense. Especially they say, well, I don't need anything. So maybe you don't. Let's take a look. So, Paul, keep going. I just kind of – you hit on that for our agents that are new that are thinking about how can I use this and what can I learn from this to help me engage with clients and improve the language that I'm using when I review a policy. Keep going, buddy. So it is important because this is the review – what we're calling the review language right here is your, your planting seeds. Uh, and I tell my clients that, you know, I want to be back in a year, two years, and, you know, I'm your guy. And, you know, we're going to talk about other needs because, you know, people's lives change. Um, and uh, so I'm planting those seeds in this appointment too. So that's why it's under, important to understand this language and the concepts here because um, it's going to help you better serve them, and it's going to be all the way, all the way around better for everybody. Um, including your paycheck. Um, so, so that's uh, – and, and when I started doing the illustrations, I did handwrite them all. It was only until I had a st staff person or I think my daughter was, was putting these together that, you know, I, I didn't know how to use Word doc. So they, they figured it out and it just made it easier and just put in the numbers, you know. But, uh, you know, it's even better sometimes if you handwrite it out if you're on the spot like, with, with a client than bringing out a form, you know, because they understand it as you go. But uh, yeah. um, anyway, it is, it is, uh, it is good to, to grasp what we're, what we're talking about because um, there's so much opportunities in the existing homes that you're in, including annuities, including uh, additional business, including, you know, solving the problems that they didn't know they have with their existing term or, you know, um, and, and I'll say this too, I'm going to treat them just like I would treat myself or, you know, one of my own family. And if they have a, a universal life in force already, I'm going to review that and if they're, or, or, or a term and if they can convert it and it's a better deal, like they may hey, have some health issues. Paul, yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul. Hey, let's come back. I want to, we kind of, we're fast forwarding a little bit. I want to come back and make sure. So we're on prepping this form because remember everybody here right now, we got them thinking about how am I going to prep this form. So we've got the letter okay. prep. We're prepping this illustration. And so we've gotten the term part. So we can show them how much is left on their current term. We can show them how much cash value, none, and how much they've spent so far or how much they will have spent over the next 19 years or how much total over the life of the term. 
and then you're going into the proposed plan. So, Paul, I see you've got basically like three options here with three uh-huh. different death benefit levels. Uh, how do you go about choosing those levels and that premium when you set that up? That's the tricky part. And that's why I said this is where you need to pay attention. Um, and uh, uh, I usually try to find one that is close to where they're currently, what their current budget is. And so you might have a case where there's $200,000 face value and they're 64 years old and to convert it, you know, you're going to be around, um, in fact, I had one today. It was going from 200000 down to 50000 to keep it in his budget, to keep it in his budget. And so I try to find one option that's close to where their budget is. And uh, then the rest, I just kind of show, uh, I think, you know, I'll show, you know, within $25,000 bands or $50,000 bands. I'm not going to show somebody a $600 monthly premium if they're 64 and on a fixed income. Um, I'm going to show them something close to where they are and uh, do my best at that and then show them some other options, and they'll push you. They'll say, well, can I convert it all? And I say, yes. And you can convert some of it, and you can keep the okay. rest as term, too. So, so that's right. that so, is the so thought process behind the those All right, but either way, so we come up, and, and when you're doing your first few, if you've got help, we can get you help or guidance, but the key is to show maybe three options, or whether it's the middle one or the lower one is close to where they're at. And so it's pretty simple to show here's what the premium is, here's what the death benefit is, here's what the projected cash value is at the same age as when your term would end, if we're using that comparison. So in this case, Paul chose age 72 from the, <clears throat> from the illustration that the Forester's you know, uh, illustration creates and provides for you. So it's, we, could, we could make it sound more complicated, which is trying to make it simple. You do want to make sure the numbers are correct, which is why you don't want to delegate this to an assistant unless your assistant is licensed and knows what's going on, but you still want to inspect it and get some help if you're doing it for the first time. Okay, so these are the two custom parts. Now, we showed a picture of the pack, and we also kind of have a materials list of everything you, uh, you have in there. Um, so what I was going through the list, Paul, you might just kind of explain maybe why you put it in there or why it's in there, how you use it. Just kind of, we'll just kind of walk through this. So, Paul, you've got the Forester's folder, which I'm assuming kind of gives you some credibility. Um, uh-huh. Any other reason for the folder? Um, yeah, because people don't throw it away. It's not like a letter or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going yep. to keep a folder with information and put it in a file place or somewhere, you know, where it's important. So that's why. Okay. Okay. We've covered the personal letter to the client, the personal illustration. We've covered those. Uh, the, the two copies of the Forester's My Family Organizers. Talk, what is that My Family Organizer, Paul? That's something that uh, we put in partnership with the Alliance uh, do for our clients. And it's a simple thing because if you've ever paid a death claim um, uh, or been through that with your own family, you know how chaotic it is when somebody dies and nobody knows where all their stuff is, you like their passwords, you know, who their attorney is, where they're being buried mm-hmm. at, uh, you know, all the stuff that happens when somebody dies, uh, we put in one place. And it's a simple trifold piece of paper. I say put this with your policies. You know, we're talking ERS. You know, let them know who is the designated emergency response person, where this is. And okay. you, I say this is your homework. 
you know, throw it on the back of the toilet for a couple of weeks and get it done. And we're going to follow up with you. And, and uh, you know, uh, it's super important. So I'm telling them why it's important. And, and okay. you know, I, I believe in that. And this is, this is what I do first when I'm in the home. I, I service them first. I say, look, there's some things we need to take care of. This is how I want my stuff done when I die. And that's why I'm helping you because, you know, I explained that we've paid out X amount of death claims this year and we go through this process and we want to make sure your stuff's all not jacked up. So okay. got it. Okay. So that's why that's big. Okay. All right. The next that, one that is, is big. That, that's very big. Okay. Because they appreciate right. oh, kinda, it. Yeah. Let's kind of keep whipping through these. So, um, okay. So, so on the financial <laughs> resolution checklist, what's that? Why is that in there? Uh, with foresters, you can get your wills done for free. It's a member mm-hmm. benefit. And that question is on that form. And I say these are other things that, you know, people try to get done. And once it's done, it's done. You don't have to think about it anymore, you know. There you go. Okay. So that's a reminder to do the will using the legal link service that's there. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. The sticky note. That's probably a critical one. Um, Talk about the sticky note that you put on. For those that see the picture of it, you can see what's written there. But what do we put on that? So the sticky note is uh, just kind of like a personal thing to the client that says, "Hey, we're going to be in your neighborhood. Um, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, uh, you know, in your area soon." And uh, you know, just lets them know if I don't get a hold of them on the phone, if you miss them on the phone, and I show up, it's not, it's not weird. You know, it, hey. it, it's it's just a heads up. You know, where they can feel free to call, or if I call them, they'll be expecting it. You know, I've walked in, I've done drive-bys, and they didn't answer the phone. And they're like, oh, yeah, come on in. <laughs> Sit down. Let's take care of it. Yep. Yep. There you go. Okay. Cool. Good. Um, let's see. And the next thing you've got in there is a self-addressed stamped envelope. What's the purpose of having that in there, Paul? Again, they don't throw it away. I mean, nobody throws a stamped envelope away. <laughs> but – uh uh, it just lets them know that there's some paperwork and, you know, if for some reason, you know, I can't take care of it or they want to, you know, I've had them send it to me. It's not the ideal thing because I like to do it in person because you can get more referrals and help them with retirement planning and all the other stuff. Um, but uh, that's the purpose of that is, you know, I have everything when I show up to the appointment right there in that folder. So I have everything I need, and if they miss something, they got to mail me or something back later. Then they got an envelope okay. the address already on. All right, all right, good. And then you've got that one or sense. two foresters. Yeah, it sure does. And then we've got one or two foresters conversion applications with a signature highlighted and bank info filled out. So why do we take the time to have the bank info put in there? Um, and why do we have this form? Like, do you fill out the whole form, or, or and do you have it mailed so just you know it's there when you get to the client already, or why do you have them? And can you get? How do you get the bank info on there? Is it on the data that's online, or how do you get that, Paul? So the cool part about this is, you know, you can help them without having to ask for money, because you can put right on that form. That's uh, I think I had a picture of it. It says, please, in the banking info, you just write this in the banking info area. Um, you say, please use converting certificate and put the certificate number in there. That's all you got to do. 
You don't need a voided check. You don't need banking information. You don't need to ask the client for banking information. Oh, okay. Okay. So what you're out. saying is, okay. So the note says, please use same account info as convert. Oh, I misunderstood. Okay. I thought yeah. you meant that's for us. I'm glad I'm asking because what you mean is that's the note that we put on the conversion application. So we don't have to ask them for them to get out their account info. Foresters already has it on file. Now I understand. Thank you. I'm glad I asked that question. Okay. Yeah. That, that's why I kind of put it down on there to mm-hmm. talk about that because okay. that just makes it so much easier. And it's one less thing you got to over, overcome a hurdle, you know. <laughs> and yeah. uh, yeah. Okay. everything is designed to make it go super easy and smooth and painless and uh, nice. So I just have okay. four quick signatures. I update the beneficiaries. And the only thing I don't have is usually their social security number unless you have their application from their original application. If you have the original application, you'll have everything you need. If you don't, okay, then uh, you should. <laughs> you should be, you know, having hard copies of your stuff. And by the way, before I mail it out, I photocopy the illustration page, okay, and I put their certificate mm-hmm. number, and I also checking on whitepages.com to make sure they haven't moved or address change. So I don't, mm. you know, get it back in the mail okay. later on. I'm wondering why I can't find it. So, so while their address is at yeah. Forrester's, so while their address is at Forrester's website, you go and you've got a subscription to White Pages just to verify their address. I take it, how did you learn the lesson there? Did you have some that came back in the mail or something? Yep. And phone numbers okay. didn't work and I couldn't do a drive-by. I had no idea where they were. So I had to figure it out. Got it. Okay. All right. So a couple people moved and didn't tell foresters, even though their policy was active. Okay. Right. So the illustration certification bot form, that's anytime you do a, a permanent or illustrated product, you need that. A producer change form. Um, Mike, no let form me, let me say one thing that. about the certification of illustration form. Yes. So I put on there, you want to check the box, no illustration. Why? Because you'll forget something if you fill it all out and do all the illustration stuff. They send them an illustration anyway. And you're going to go over everything when you do a delivery. So save you the trouble of having a requirement and just check that box. No illustration used. Okay. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. I I made a a deal on that because it should be lightning fast issue and you shouldn't get any requirements. Okay. All right. And then the producer change form. If the producer – in fact, it's funny, as we're talking, I just got an email from um, a client follow-up request because there's a producer that actually died um, earlier this year, and, and the client needs some service. So if you've got a situation where you're not the original agent, you want to be the new agent because you're taking over in this case, so you're going to um, put in a producer change form. Okay, so we've got all this, Paul, and then it goes into an envelope. And what type of an envelope or, um, are you using to send this? I use the uh, flat rate priority envelope from post office because it's red, white, and blue. looks just like Forrester's. <laughs> and flat rate, you can stuff whatever you want in there for $6.70. Okay. So it's costing you $6.70 postage. Now, so I say, well, that's a lot of money. Okay. So, Paul, when you send one of these out, so pretty much all the material Forrester's will send you for free. And then you just right. got to cover the postage, which is six seventy. Now, Paul, um, 
if you send out 10 of these, how many appointments are you getting that are like calling you or you're answering the phone when you call them or how, how many are you booking from the phone after you send these out to people? That, that's the good part. Pretty much all of them. You're going to have some exceptions. And so I'd say nine out of 10 would be accurate. So that's why I go through all the trouble because the penetration ratio is, is, is better than anything. And these are clients that are already paying premiums, already happy with what they're doing, and they're, they like the idea that you're there servicing them. So you got everything going for you. And, and I think that's um, big. Yeah, it is big. And also, so, so paying, there's no underwriting. Paying postage, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, hang on. This, so paying the yeah. postage and having this presentation cuts through the noise. This legitimizes what you – first of all, they're already legitimate clients of foresters, and you're coming in as an extension of that. So having this set up is huge. All right, now, Joseph, I'm going to have Joseph come in. So, Paul, you've been the guy that, that started this and created this. Now, Joseph, you started doing this, and you kind of knew Paul was doing it, but what finally got under your skin to say, I need to copy this. I need to do some of this. Um, well, honestly, it was uh, part of it was a conversation that I'd had with Andy Albright. Um, you know, I mean, I've been here 12 years, and I was I I had gone to Instant Thunder in out at the corporate office, um, and then three weeks later went to the Instant Thunder on the West Coast in Portland, Oregon. And it's interesting because I went to two different Instant Thunders. I've had people ask me why are you going to both, and it's because I learned something at both of them. Um, when I was at the Instant Thunder in Burlington, I spent time with James Coleman to wrap my brain around using the ERS to be able to write more business off of referrals because I'm looking for a way to increase my profitability. The other side was that then when I went to to Portland, I was sitting at dinner with Andy, and he had, I don't know, six or seven brand-new agents, like brand-brand-new people, sitting around having dinner, and I heard Andy say, you know what, our lead system is fantastic. Our lead system is so awesome. Man, these leads are hot. These leads are awesome. And you know what, after someone's here five or six years, they shouldn't need any more leads. And I just was like, holy crap, what have I been missing? And then I'm thinking, well, wait, Paul has been doing this forever. And I have, honestly, in in September um, – of last year, I actually wrote 25000 on nothing but current client conversions. Um, and then I went back to the leads because the leads are like crack. And they just said, it's like the mob. They sucked me back in. And, and it was just, it was easy because, you know, the leads are easy. But Paul has laid out such a great system here that doing it this way is just as easy. Yep, there's a little bit of prep time on the front end. There's still some phone calls. But really what... What I discovered, Mike, um, part of this was the incongruency that I felt in myself. I had been telling clients for 12 years, hey, I'm your guy. Like one of the things, and this is, and this is, this is where I want to acknowledge the people that are on here that, that may not have a book of business yet. They may be brand new. And it's just like, well, yeah, I haven't been here for 12 years. How is this deal that Epstein's talking about make anything to me because I have no one to call yet? Well, when I'm with a client, part of solidifying every sale when I'm sitting down and talking to someone about writing a, a application, a brand new client off of a lead or off of a referral, part of what I talk to them about is, hey, I'm going to be your guy. 
I'm going to come back every couple years, and we're going to take a look at what you have because your needs right now, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, they're probably different than they're going to be in three or four years, right? And they're like, yes. And it's so funny because whenever I say that, if there's any hesitation at all, if there's any holdback from the client at all, I, literally, I can watch a physical shift in their body language when they're just like, really? You're going to come back here? I'm like, yeah, because your needs are going to change. In fact, we'll pro- in fact, sometime down the road, we might change this thing from how long it's going to be now, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, however long, to something that may be permanent because it might make more sense then. And they're like, oh, okay, great. So that's the conversation, Mike, that I'm having with a brand-new client. And that's one of the things that I realized that I had not been doing. I had not been following through and been congruent with my clients with what I'd been telling them for 12 years. So it's funny. I actually, part of the business I wrote uh, last month was on clients that I literally wrote nine years ago. And I had not talked to in nine years. Bad, bad agent. But you're healing. So, you're getting but I'm a reformed agent Okay. Now. There we go. All right. Good. So, Joseph, now I'm going to have you pick up. So we've got these packets we've created. We've put them in the mail. How long do you wait to start calling them? Or, or let's say, so if you're in your local market, you know, how long do you wait before you start calling them? Or if you're going to travel to, a, say, a, maybe a town or city or a county that's maybe a, a couple hours away, how far in advance do you need to do these mailings and then set up the uh, set up the phone calls? Um, well, Priority Mail is going to get most letters there the next day or within three days. So I might, uh, in fact, I mailed some out this week on Tuesday, and today is Friday, and I am dialing today to be booking up my Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of this next week. Okay, got it. All right. And how is your phone call? So what do we do on the phone call? What's that sound like when we're calling up this person that we've sent this package to that we haven't talked to in two, three, five, nine years? What's that phone call look like, Joseph? Mike, hey, it's Joseph Dukes with Foresters. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I was calling just to make sure that you got that uh, priority mail envelope that I sent you and Mary. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think I got it here somewhere. And you're like, awesome. Hey, I was just calling to let you know um, it was time for our required policy review, and I know it's been a number of years. I know I told I'd get you, I'd get back out there to do you guys' policy review. I've just been running behind. But the good news is that I got a hold of you. Hey, are you guys uh, still working? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, awesome. Are you home here tomorrow? Is it going to be easier to catch you before 4 or after 5? And then just book the appointment. You know, hey, awesome, tell tell your wife I look forward to seeing her, and I'm still bald. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and is there anything um, anything special, like, that you're getting in terms of unique objections that you wouldn't normally get, like, because they've gotten sure. a letter? Any questions that they're getting? What's some of the stuff that they might tell you? Um, as far as objections, every once in a while, it's like, yeah, I got the letter, really didn't understand it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm coming out. Um, well, there's a couple things. Foresters, you know, one of my favorite companies, you know, the great thing is that they have a bunch of member benefits. And I wanted to make sure that we have you um, absolutely signed up for all the free benefits that you're entitled to. And also with some of their new um, member benefits and new uh, policy enhancements, um, we want to make sure that we go over those. 
you know, so I'm going to come over and we'll and we'll talk about it then. And that's and Mike, when I sit down and talk to them, the, the cool thing is, is that with the policies, with some of these older policies that don't have the current critical, chronic, and terminal free benefits on them, when we convert these older policies over, they actually now are entitled. The convert the converted policies are now entitled mm. to these to these benefits, which is okay. huge. Which, I mean, I'm sitting down with someone who has just a death benefit. I'm like, hey, great news. You know, you got $100,000. You die in the next 12 years. Awesome. Hey, there's this new benefit that Foresters has on any new policies that we write. But yours doesn't Mm -hmm. have this, except on Mm -hmm. this amount that we're going to change over from a a temporary plan, which is this term thing, over to a permanent plan. All this new stuff that we convert over, it's all going to have this really cool – chronic, kind of like a cancer, you know, like if you get really sick or if you get cancer or stroke or heart attack or renal failure or early onset Alzheimer's, we're going to be able to help you out. So so when I'm talking about that, like that right there has actually, I've had, I probably have had two or three clients in the last couple months that that literally that was what was the tipping point for them. They were excited about the permanent. But they were really fired up about the fact that, oh, this has a living benefit on it, not mm, just okay. I die. Got it. There you go. Okay. All right. So we've covered how the data. We've covered the mailing. We've covered the phone calling. Um, how many appointments, Joseph or Paul, have you all had to schedule from, like, drive-bys or run-bys where you couldn't get them on the phone? Or has your percentage of getting them on the phone been pretty high? Can you give me kind of feedback on that? Um, uh, I'll, I'll take that. Are you asking me or Joe? Oh, oh, okay, Paul. Whichever, okay, both. I don't know. Both of you guys have been doing it. <laughs> okay, go go ahead, John. Sorry. So, so on my end, um, I would say I dial them the same way I dial leads, which means I blow the heck up out of their phone, and um, and I I will actually call from my cell phone, which I put my card in there because my because my number is on the card. And I also, if I'm if I'm going out of state, like I'll run in Idaho or Salt Lake or other places where I have clients, I have a Google Voice number in that town too. So I'll actually call on multiple phone lines trying to get them. Um, I would say I probably talk, I probably get a hold of seventy percent, and then I and I do drive-bys on the other thirty percent. Got it. Okay. There we go. So I'll add something to that, Mike. Um, I called in earlier to the office and I always forget, but uh, my my caller ID says Foresters because I got in there somehow and changed it. I got onto my online account or something, and that's why I did that is because on the inbound call, the ID says Foresters. So I don't know if everybody can mm-hmm. do that. It depends on what kind of phone you have, but um, okay. that helped the penetration a lot. Um, okay. And uh, I usually have, you know, what? Sorry, um, somebody's beeping in. Um, I usually have a large number of drive-bys because if they're not answering the phone, I'm usually in route because you know I'm going into a specific area, and it's like on my calendar. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'll just do a drive-by and set it up for either the afternoon or the next day. And so I don't worry too much if they don't answer the phone because they already got a piece of mail and they already have everything. And, you know, pretty much 
no, me, and I'm coming, you know. So okay. I, don't worry, I, don't, we'll I don't worry about it. They don't answer the phone. Okay. All right. So I want to get into the appointment a little bit, Joseph. Um, so so we're getting there. So now we're there. So we got the appointment. Um, so let's kind of give me high level of the process. I know Paul's hit on about serving the client, um, you know, just reconnecting a little bit. But give me kind of a quick run through the flow of the appointment once you're there. Um, first thing I do is I'm sitting down and, and I have the, the, uh, you know, if they, if they have their packet, awesome. If not, I, I'm like Paul, I make a couple copies of the, of the illustration form. I bring it with me along with the, with the, um, uh, the page, the disclosure page from Foresters that I print off. And so first thing I do is I go through and I make sure, hey, you know, you know, let's go through the nuts and bolts of the policy. Okay, so here are your beneficiaries. Okay, let's let's make sure that they're still good. Okay, and hey, is this monthly payment? Is it still comfortable? Okay, and then and then I'm and then now outside of this plan here, do you guys own any other real insurance? I mean, I know you still have your coverage with work, but do you actually own any other policies? And hey, go ahead and grab those real quick if they have them. Um, so so that's that's the that and then and then I start talking to them about hey okay so we ha- now are you guys signed up for the my foresters benefits and you know and they might be getting a letter to go to you know to the local amusement park or to the local ball game or you know I had a client yesterday there yeah yesterday I met with that they're like hey I love foresters cuz they they send me letters and see if I want to be part of the foresters local board and they're just fired up about it. And I'm like, great. Hey, have you guys put together your will yet? Because you know Foresters has some free and discounted legal service like you guys need to get – you have your current will put together. And if they haven't, then I'm going through the just the basic my Foresters benefits. I'm talking about the, the value-add things that they currently have. Then – um, if you know, while I'm talking about that, they go and get any other policies that they have, and I'm going to do a policy review on those. I'm going to you know talk about what they have, look at what they have, you know, if it's a Forester's plan, if it's somebody else, if it's a cash bearing plan or a term plan, and then I'm talking about hey, you know, I told you guys that Forester's has. I mean, you guys, you know, we talked about some of the cool member benefits. There are some fantastic new member benefits out on some of these newer policies. And I talk about the, the chronic and critical illness benefit and what it does and how people can access the death benefit early. And, and even, if, even if they have it on their current policy, I reiterate that because the thing is that they totally forgot. They totally forgot that they have any of these benefits other than, oh, yeah, when I die, it pays, doesn't it? And it's like, yeah. And then I talk to them, hey, and here's this, hey, the, one of the things that Foresters does, guys, that I absolutely love because they're one of the only companies that does this is they have a, a benefit, a conversion benefit that is second to none. Basically right now, guys, we have this, this term plan, right? It's good for the next, you know, let's say it's 12 years on the illustration. So we have 12 more years on this plan and I point, you know, and then I'm pointing at, you know, and I have their sheet and I have a highlighter in my hand and I highlight right now you're paying $72 a month. Okay, we have 12 more years. That's 144 payments. Over the next 144 months, we are going to pay, you know, you know, $12,000 into this plan. 
sell or $10,800 into this plan. And then at the end of that, there's not going to be anything left. They are going to high-five you and slap you on the fanny and say, thank you so much for not dying. Now, Mike, do you think that you are going to be alive in 10 years? And I know you have his other policies, and we already went through them, so how much coverage do you think that you're going to need in 10 more and 12 more years when all these policies are done? Because your other policies end, and then we have this one that's going to end in 12 years. Do you think that you guys are still, you think you're going to be dead or you think that you'll probably need some, some insurance then? And then we're going to start okay. having a conversation. And I'm going to talk to him about now here, here's the cool thing here is that basically what the conversion option means, guys, is that right now this is temporary insurance. It's, it's like renting. So I highlight where it says renting. I'm like, right now we're renting a policy. It's a great plan if we die in the next 12 years. Now, the option that Foresters gives us is that they let us become owners of the policies. Now we can actually build equity, kind of like buying a house. We can actually build equity in the house. And so if we took this same money that we're paying into this plan right now, tweaked it a little bit, we could actually have something that at the end of 12 years, if you decided to keep it, you could actually have insurance that will last the rest of your life. Or if you decided that you didn't need it, then you could cash it out and you'd have $8,000 in cash that you could either put in your pocket or you could use it to just, if you didn't really need the money, but you didn't want to make the payment anymore on the insurance plan, but eh, you like the idea of insurance, then you can get something called paid-up insurance, which basically means that you never have to make another payment, but you do have some insurance that's guaranteed. So let's, and so then we just start a discussion of what's going to be important for them, Mike. Okay. <clears throat> Got it. So, so we kind of, you threw a lot there. So I'm going to kind of hit the bullet points of what I was trying to write in as you went through. You kind of got into scripted mode, which is good. Um, so first thing, you're going over uh, that illustration page that you created. You're bringing it, but then you're talking about their current policy, asking about the current payment to see if it fits, asking about other policies talking about the Forester's member benefits, making sure they're accessing them if, or ask them how much they like them, talking about their will, talking about the accelerated benefits and how they're available in another form or if they have them, remind them that they have them, and then having this conversation, basically running the fire drill, be able to kind of going over, hey, here's what's going to happen when you die, or here's what's going to happen when you die, here's what's going to be enforced, how's that sounding, going over that scripting. And that's where we kind of get into if you want to call it the sales aspect of helping them get enrolled in a plan. But I think if you're laying this foundation, a lot of this becomes automatic. Joseph, what percentage of the homes you're sitting in would you say you're writing business in when you're doing this? Yeah, that's, that is a hundred percent right. No, I asked what percentage of the homes you're sitting in, are you oh. actually writing business in when you do this? Sorry, sorry, I thought how you asked if that was if that was what I was doing. Yes, um, I would say that ninety percent. I'd say that okay. uh, that's a conservative number. Um, last uh, my last run up to, I mean, I can give you the numbers. My last run up, um, I ran to Salt Lake. I had uh, seventeen appointments, and I helped fifteen of them. Um, okay. This this big. week I I had ten and I helped no I had seven and I helped five. So, okay. Um, yeah. 
Okay. All right. So here's we're going to kind of wrap this just because I did have one quick question. We're going to kind of go into a wrap mode, but here's a question I had from someone, uh, and they said, hey, do you just do this for conversion policy reviews, or would it be better, uh, like if you're just doing any kind of policy review, do you think you need to mail something if it's your client um, to, to set up a policy review, having something you mail? And, and I don't know if you guys have done this where you weren't anticipating a conversion where you're just doing any review. Have you, Paul, Joe, Joseph, you guys have uh, experience either way on that? On on my end, I I pretty much I'm with Paul as far as just I'm a caller. In fact, I had my 16 year old daughter go through a bunch of current clients that weren't that. I mean, it was just I literally she just went through a list of clients in Phoenix. Um, uh, here and that was where that three hundred thousand dollar annuity came from. And she wasn't even she was a Forester's client, but she was not a Forester's term client. It was a smart UL. There was no conversion option. There was nothing. It was just me going back and doing a policy review, and that was where we uncovered that money. Um, uh, okay. I did a CFG so, conversion the, the, here yesterday. Real quick, Joseph. Joseph. So no. But the simple answer is you're just using a phone. I call when you're going out with if it's not a conversion. So conversion. Uh, especially if you're traveling or trying to get in a, a higher percentage of people, you're doing that. Otherwise, you've got other clients. Yes, we're calling them. Not necessarily as much of a need for production to get in touch with them if it's your own client. Now, where it's not your own client, I can see where it's been one in the distance or a while since you've spoken with them, so that can help out. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so now another big question. You just hit on it, Joseph, talking about the annuity. Uh, also, Joseph, when you are sitting down with families, as you focused on getting better on referrals this year, how easy is it to get referrals when you're going back and writing business a second time with a family or doing these conversions? Like, well, talk to me about how fertile the, the environment is for referrals when you're there on the second visit. Um, it has been huge. Uh, before, where I struggled to get one or two ERSs or referrals, now I've come back and I've earned their trust. I, I actually, and it, and it might just be the fact that I have more confidence because I feel better about what I've done because I've actually followed through on what I told them I was going to do. And so when I come back, I'm like, oh, man, it's really important, especially now that this is a permanent plan. Before it was like, hey, if you die in the next 10 years while you have this policy, you know, you should probably have some emergency contacts. Now we know that this, man, this is a permanent plan, guys. We know that it's not if you die, it's when. So we need to make sure that someone other than the two of you know how to get in touch with me. And so it, it's been, I mean, every time, 10-plus referrals or ERSs every single time. Joseph, tell us, talk to you a little bit about the annuity money you found through this process. So um, that was, uh, you know, the cool thing there was that the conversation was, in fact, I remembered as I was talking to her about her current policy, and we just, I went back through, I got 10 ERSs, and then I'm just like, hey, oh, by the way, now you're still working. Now, what's going on with your 401K? Do you still have one? And then I remembered that when I sat down with her four years ago, she was playing stuff pretty close to the vest. I knew she had a couple hundred thousand dollars in a 401K. I knew she had, you know, a, a an advisor that she told me she trusted, and then as I was asking her what was going on and I'm finding out more about her, I'm finding out that she's not real happy with her advisor. The original advisor she was happy with. The one that she has right now, not at all. And so I was able to just ask her some questions. And this is really where I use Chris Norris. And I'm 
I'm really grateful for Chris because now that we have Chris, um, we can do things we could never do before. And I was able to reach out to Chris and just ask him some questions. It was 9 o'clock at night on the East Coast, and he, uh, I sent him a text because he didn't pick up. But I told him I was with a client and asked if he would give me a call when he had a chance, and he called me back within 10 minutes. Um, that may not happen all the time, but, hey, it happened this time, and we were able go. to start the ball rolling. All right. Main thing, though, is this has opened more doors for you on referrals and annuities by going oh. back to these reviews. All right, so we've gone over on our planned time for this call. Um, and I, here's what I want to tell you all. I hope you can see that Paul and Joseph, that they're full of experience and information. They're full of passion for what they're doing. And I would say get around them if you've got questions, like face-to-face. Where are they going to be? Well, I know they're going to be up in Vegas next week when Andy Albright's there next Tuesday um, or Wednesday. Is that Wednesday the 5th? Is that when he's going to be there, guys? forget what day that is. That's correct. But I know they're both. Okay. All right. So Wednesday the 5th in Vegas. I know they're going to be at our national conference coming up in January. And I would get the meal ticket so I could sit with them and be with them and be near them. Um, and they may even be at this event on the 11th. Well, you plan to be in Burlington on this event on the 11th out there in, at Burlington on the UL, the IUL train? Yeah, I am, Mike. Okay, so Paul, so, so they're out there and around. But I would tell you our national conference, great place to meet them, but you can reach out to them on the phone and, and find them. Guys, this will be up on our podcast. Uh, we know there's detail here. This is worth listening to again, and it's worth getting started and coming back and hitting more questions, getting, putting this to use. So, like, you're hearing this. Now I challenge you to say, what am I going to do with this? This is great information. What's my game plan? What's something I'm going to do right now or in the next couple of days to capitalize on this that I've learned? That's what I encourage you to do. Don't just make this another call or podcast you've listened to and said, well, that was good. Boy, am I excited. What are we going to do right now? So if you are an existing agent and you've been around, hey, let's look at your – let's start to get the materials. Let's go ahead and let's send a batch out and let's figure out who to send out to for people that you know that are in your book of business. If you're new, continue on with what you're doing and pay attention to these skills at talking to clients and engaging with them on the reviews. Get your skills better, and maybe we'll find some orphan clients that we need you to help with in your area. Those would be some things I'd be thinking about, guys. So let's get rocking. Let's get rolling. Hey, December is upon us, and it's going to be a jamming month. Rock on, everybody. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Mike. Thanks.